Welcome to a new edition of Plank of the Week. It is yet another new week. It is yet another new list of planks. It is yet another time to welcome my two stalwarts of Plank of the Week. Dawn Neeson is here. She's back from last week and the week before. Kevin O'Sullivan is here as well. Welcome to both of you. Uh, it's not very nice out there. The weather's turning. It's going to be a miserable weekend. So all we can do is try and cheer everybody up with a list of complete and utter idiots who are going to win this prestigious prize, Plank of the Week. Now, Dawn, I think it's your turn to kick us off. So I, I, I think we might as well just call it quits now. Just give me the prize now, Give you the prize now. Because, first up, I am nominating Wales's First Minister, Mark Drake. Mark Drake. Let's that's go, it. Okay, right. fine. Okay, that's it. Okay, bye. <laughs> no Can't competition. <laughs> Just in case you've been living under a rock somewhere, mm. um, which does narrow it down to a lot of MPs, um, Mark is responsible for rolling out the vaccine in Wales very slowly. Yes. Um, this is because he um, basically doesn't want to get through it too fast in case the people doing the vaccinations um, don't have much to do with their time. Yes. Ignoring the fact that people are dying. Yes. So they've got the same as like if you ran a local Tesco's, you'd say to people, um, just buy like one egg at a time and come back tomorrow and buy another egg. Yeah. Um, and then tomorrow after that, buy another egg. So it takes six it's, days to buy six eggs. Just, it's a, the, the, his, actual, his actual quote, this is a Pfizer vaccine we're talking about, the woods are one that has to be stored really coldly. Uh, we, we, it has to last us until the beginning of February. Mm. We won't get another delivery of that until the very end of January or probably the very beginning of February. There will be no point, certainly, and it will be logistically very damaging to try and use all of that in the first week and then to have all our vaccinators just standing around with nothing to do. What? Surely the point... Why? 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 is the thinking? But nobody can understand the logic, can they? Because what, is, there is no logic. what about AstraZeneca? Aren't they sort of jabbing that as well? I, think, I don't know. They haven't got that one yet. They well, just... must have it. It's all over the oh, country. No, we're using all the Oxford vaccine that we're getting. There you go. Implying they're not getting enough. Well, but I actually heard Vaughan Gethings, the, the, the sort of equally hapless health secretary in Wales, yes. trying to explain that the biggest problem they've got is that people are characterising their rollout as slower than everybody else's, even though he admitted it actually was. Well, it is. But he, <laughs> but he claims that by the end of January, i.e. the 27th, we'll all be on the same level. And you're kind of going, well, that doesn't really make any sense either. What the hell are you talking how about? Many, how many people? They, they do have the lowest rate of vaccination per 100,000 yeah. out, out of all the They also nations. have the lowest rate of testing as well. Yes, absolutely. Because they're clearly just very inefficient and not very good at their jobs. Well, it's not like Mark Draper hasn't got form, has he? He's got plenty of previous mm. in this area. Yeah. I mean, with the fire breaks, which actually yeah. saw infections rise. Fire breaks, yeah. Well, once yeah, you yeah, put the fire break in... I think Merthyr Tidville became, became the most the highly, rate, most highly infected place in the world. Highest rate of infection yes. in the whole of yeah. the, in the UK. world. No, in, in the world. world. Yeah. It was the highest Even infected better. place in the world. Yeah. Look, see, you. But you see, you know, what I think Drakeford and Sturgeon are up to and what they're, they're uh, dying a death over is the fact that, all right, the, the vaccine rollout hasn't been perfect, but let's face it, we are all stunned at how well they're doing with yes. it. Yes. It's going really, really well. It is. And Drakeford old Corbynista can't take that and the same for Sturgeon mm. they're trying to put an atmosphere on it that it's all going wrong it's not all going it's wrong not, no we're actually doing I'm uh, yeah, not the first to defend Boris Johnson in any way shape or form certainly not Matt Hancock but we're actually doing quite well aren't mm. we? Yeah, we are. we're not we doing are. too bad no I mean it's something to be quite proud of in fact because we are not only doing better than the rest of the European Union put together we're doing better than most yeah. countries in and the world and just for once we should be proud to be doing something mm. well in yeah. all this mess 
we get plenty of people listening to our shows from Wales, and they all think he's no. absolutely oh, well, a waste of space. I mean, they messed up. I mean, we met. We weren't great on the test and tracing and the PPE. I know, but they actually managed to send thirteen thousand, I think, shielding letters out. To the wrong addresses. Yes. All that private information going, oh, dear Mrs. Jones, you've got a shield. Yeah. Oh, no, actually, wrong person. And these are the people we're supposed to be entrusting with oh, our lives. Don't. Right? You do worry. I mean, so all, I, these, I, all these conspiracy theorists who say, it's all a big con, you know, they all just want to control us. Yeah. And you go, these are the same people that can't actually send a letter to the right no, person. to the right people. I don't think they're going to be controlling us any time no, soon. And the reason Drake is such a great plank of the week is, is, I think, mainly because he's trying to act as if the vaccine rollout isn't going at all well mm. because he's a left-wing Labour yeah. Corbynista type. Uh, and it is going well, and we, can't, we don't want these two-bit leaders of Wales and Scotland to start uh, doing this sort of thing purely for political reasons. But, I mean, they've never been happy. about the state I mean, of the nation Mark, I imagine before this how many times Mark Drakeford would have been on the Today programme, yeah, yeah. you know, but because yeah. he's now on it on a fairly yeah. regular basis, yeah. he obviously is very, very yeah. impressed with himself. And the idea that he also somehow cares more about the infrastructure of the Welsh government than he does about people who need a vaccine, which is what he's effectively he's saying, saying yeah. it's disgusting, quite oh, frankly. Just... This is about the state of the, the next thing he'll the do, mental health. The next thing he'll do is he'll say, oh, I don't think we can have a, an election in May, you know. Well, I think, yeah, I think that one's coming. I think we're coming. I think we're rolling down the road yeah. for that, aren't we? But Why is... is that, Mark? Well, you see, the thing is, I'd, I'd lose it. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> he's 34% yeah. down yes. in the polls at the moment, mm. yeah, approval rating. Yeah, Funny I know. that. Can't think why. Unbelievable. Well, I'm going to go second here, and I'm going to kick keep to the uh, the government line and I'm going to go with Matt Hancock. Now I wasn't going to give Matt Hancock uh, anything like Plank of the Week however I'm afraid his uh, late run which started uh, this morning when he declared that he was going to have to self-isolate again because he somehow managed to get COVID. I don't know what it is about these government ministers but they either don't understand the rules or they're not following them. It can't be, it's going to be one of those two things right? He was spotted out of the weekend playing rugby in a park Mm -hmm. with his kids. I don't have a problem with that. I don't care that he was doing that. But is it possible, uh, as Kevin mentioned to me earlier, that he was uh, in touch with somebody in the park yeah. who has somehow made his NHS uh, because app these parks ping? Get very, very crowded. North because London the parks, parks are very, very crowded. They get packed out. They are very uh, but, you know, the other reason why I think he's a plank is that he's already had the disease once, right? Now, he is the health secretary of this country. Surely he knows whether or not you can get it twice. We are told that only about five people in the entire, in the world, entire world have ever got it more than and, once, and right? And that's not proven right. either. Right, so what the hell is he doing self-isolating? And also, if you, if you can't answer that question, here's another one. What the hell is he doing going to work in the first place? What is it that he does in Downing Street that he can't do from home? Yeah, well, I think phone... I talk, mean, can't he Skype, do Zoom calls Zoom. with all of yeah. the sage people? Yeah. That's yeah. what everybody else is yeah. doing. He can screw up the coronavirus crisis at home. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. need to do, do it, it in the middle exactly. you know. <laughs> Seriously, he doesn't need to go anywhere. Because you know what's going to happen now? Because he's been in touch with uh, somebody who was close to him. He's going to ping loads of other people. Yeah. And that'll be another half of Downing Street all off because they have to self-isolate. I mean, I was talking to someone the other day about the travel situation, right? And now that you need a negative test if you've been away to come back with, right? If you've got somebody rang in and said, if I've got the vaccine and I go on holiday, can I come back without a negative test? No, you can't because the vaccine doesn't stop you getting it. So therefore, you still have to have a negative test even if you've had the vaccine. It makes no sense. So all of this, and also Matt Hancock again this week doing his little press briefing, giving the four stages of when we can unlock. I can't watch that anymore. You know, I find it so irritating now. Yeah. You know, uh, the questions aren't any better the, the you know the sciences and the bloody slides aren't any better. It's just an absolute nightmare. Yeah. You know, 
Number 10 briefing stations. I know. What is the point? So Matt Hancock's my first one. Who's your first one, Kev? Uh, I'm going to go first for Joe Biden, the oh, new yeah. president Popular of, choice. of America. <laughs> the new president. Uh, you know, who uh, loads and loads of Trump haters, the liberal left, are all saying this is the dawning of a bright new age. America is in safe hands again. I think America is in, hand, in the hands it's of very some, old hands. someone, a uh, very old guy who's, 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 be- <laughs> whose best mental faculty days are way behind Yeah. Him. Uh, who doesn't really understand America after all these years. Mm. He's offering them a $1.9 trillion rescue package when the people of America aren't asking for it. Biden is also saying wear a mask for 100 days. We've got to lock down all these states. By the way, good luck with that because the states don't have to do what he says and they won't. No, they won't. the idea that a president can actually do anything about locking down America, mm. by the way, this very much applies to Donald Trump, was always a complete fantasy. Donald Trump could never have locked down America. The one thing Trump did, which we should have job. done, was he stopped people flying into the country from yeah. overseas. Now, not if you're an American, you could still do mm. it. But, you know, he's yeah. now bizarrely lifted it mm. last night. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to now be closed down again by Biden. So, what's going on? Well, yeah. We've kind of done it. It's just 12 months late. I mean, what's 12 months? Yeah, but we still haven't stopped them coming in. We've just Not told really, them they no. have to come in with a, with a negative test. And then yeah. they can get on the tube and go and stay at home for yeah, a couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so Biden uh, gets plank of the week from my point of view because, A, he's acting like a socialist, right. uh, offering... America, this $1.9 trillion package yeah. to rescue it. Also, when, by when the they way, can I just it? ask why he's having the traditional outdoor inauguration surrounded by 10,000 well, 10, troops yeah. and nobody else? Nobody yeah. there. Why well, doesn't he just do it inside? Where I, he doesn't stand a chance of catching just, pneumonia I think, yeah. and dying, <laughs> right? But the other thing, reason he gets Plank of the Week, or he's a good candidate for Plank of the Week, uh, is uh, his failure to do anything about stopping Nancy Pelosi's crazy yeah. pursuit of the impeachment mm. of Donald Trump, which is completely divisive, is inflammatory. Deranged. America is a tinderbox well, right now. Well, it's it? worse yeah. than that, Dawn. It's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. It's inflaming True. a tinderbox mm-hmm. situation. Right. Mm-hmm. And they won't now, let it go. They're still talking about, well, when should we have the trial in the yeah, Senate? Yeah, well, <sighs> well, how about you don't have it? Well, they have to now because it's been, the impeachment's been passed. Well, no, they don't have to. They, they can well, easily they say they won't do it. And I think in the end, that's what they'll do. Well, uh, well, the, 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 if they've got any sense, the Democrats, they won't do mm. it because Trump will win. He mm. will not be found guilty. Right. So that will be another own goal by the Democrats. But in the meantime, it will inflame a really dangerous situation mm. in America. Uh, Biden, at the beginning of this process, when Nancy started jumping up and down like a demented dervish, mm. uh, uh, he said, I don't think we should go down this route. I think we should uh, stay calm. Uh, he wanted to just get to the inauguration yeah. and let Trump uh, drift on down to Mar-a-Lago mm. and sit by the pool and forget all about him. Lancey's not having that. She wants to kick this guy when he's down. Yeah, so and it's a really, really bad thing to do. And why I blame Biden for a worsening situation is that when he at first said the right things, he went all quiet. Mm. That's going to be the nature of his presidency. Whenever there's trouble, he won't say a word. Yeah. I think he just forgets what he's said beforehand. Yeah. I think it may be the first time that somebody who is about to become the next president of the United States of America, though, has been awarded Plank of the Week. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. Pretty good going. Scary times. Yeah, well played. Yeah. Dawn, you're number two. Right, my number two is going to be Sage. 
Sage. Yes, I, I think we've had them before, haven't we? This we is the have. um the um, scientific advisory. I thought you meant the herb. <laughs> it's so horrible. The, it doesn't taste herb, very nice. The herb is more useful. This it is. Very nice, um, this is sage, and they're continuing. Scientific advisory group on epidemiology. Is yeah, something, something like, like that. that, or just crap for sure. Yeah, basically, or make up your own. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but they have been from start to finish constantly so full of doom yeah, and gloom. They have. We and know something there's something else as well. Well, yeah, but there's a mental health crisis in this country. We know that, and they are not helping. The latest paper they've published actually says, and this is a direct quote. So I've done my research and reading stuff out loud. This is, this is yeah, Professor this. Susan Mitchie, who's a oh, member yeah. of Sage. She's she the ex-communist. Said, she said, she? Yeah, yeah, well, very probably. Current communist. Yeah. She actually said, "I'm worried that all the focus has been on the optimism and confidence around vaccines." Exactly. Oh, for God's sake, love. Yeah. Is this Give the woman who's basically saying that the problem now is that people who get vaccinated will think they've been cured? Yeah, that's right. So, so you're all going to go out badly. and about like you've got something mm. to be pleased with. Yeah. I mean, my mum is so, so happy about getting her vaccination. She had so it? excited. No, 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 no. She's not. She lives in the wrong part of London. Yeah. But she's so looking forward to it. And you get Sage going, well, not really light at the end of the tunnel. And if it is light, it's a train and Do you're you know all going to get killed. what astonishes me about um, these bozos is that so many of them are not actually scientists. They're actually <sighs> pseudo-scientists, so they're behavioural scientists or they're psychological, yeah. uh, sociological yeah. scientists. That ain't science. Isn't Neil yeah. Ferguson's qualification in physics? He's a physis- physician, yes. Yes, yeah. And, I mean, he's a guy who's supposedly nowhere near government advisor well, but is still in, involved in this nerve yeah. tag outfit after he left Sage. I mean, it's an absolute crock of nonsense. It it's, really it's is. Just, <laughs> it's just, yeah, we are prepared to reintroduce stricter measures if the audience, i.e. us, the great unwashed, yeah. don't do as we're told. Lost, sweetheart? You know, oh, go what's away. What's it going to do with her? I just want, can't we be at least a little bit optimistic about something no, no, for the first a, time in a year? So, well, exactly. Sage, my second nomination for giving us all a good stuffing. Yeah, very uh-huh. good. I like it. I like it. You went all that yeah, way for that. Well. Bath and North East Somerset Council is my second one. Now, I used to live in Bath. I went to university in Bath, a beautiful city, the Roman city. It's one of the most fabulous parts of Britain. It's apparently been ruined of late by the idiots in this council. Now, when I lived there, and this we're, talk, we're talking like back in the late 70s, early 80s, it was always a bit alternative. You know, it had a vegan uh, sort of cafe called Moles before anybody mm. else did, you know, and it had quite a lot of uh, vegetarian restaurants and quite a lot of sort of hippy-dippy types, and a lot of dope smoke and all that. But, you know, it was a pretty cool place. Now it's in the grip of these kind of eco-terrorists, as I call them, and they've, de- <laughs> they've become so completely and utterly obsessed with the planet and saving the climate that they've now decided that not only have they banned coaches from going around the city, and lots of parts of the street are very old, but they used to have... I mean, it's massively big for tourism. Americans go there in coach Mm -hmm. loads. You know, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Royal Crescent, one of the most, you know, beautiful roads in Britain. Um, So they've banned coaches from driving the city. They now have decided, not because of cycling, uh, to completely rope off the centre of the city. So if you live in the centre of the city, which a lot of people do, you won't be able to park your car, you won't be able to have a park, parking space for your car. If you wish for something to be delivered to your house, you will have to apply for a special permit, which may take up to 20 days. Now, that includes your local Tesco delivery, right? Now, the reason they've given for this is nothing to do with uh, cycling, but it has to do with terrorism. They've decided right. that the way to prevent terrorism in the city of Bath, which, as far as I know, has never been subject to a hotbed of terrorists, um, uh, is because all terrorists drive cars at things. Now, 
You might remember um, the Charlie Hebdo massacre mm -hmm. in Paris yep. where people were walking the streets with machine guns, yep. killing people. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, Bataclan massacre, yep. which was also people on foot yep. walking into mm -hmm. uh, cafes and restaurants and, and venues killing people. Mm -hmm. You might remember the Manchester Arena bomber yeah. who walked into the Manchester Arena. Mm -hmm. Even London Bridge attackers didn't start attacking people until they got out of no. their car and started trying to kill people with yep. swords. So, you know, one, it's not going to stop terrorism. Yeah. No. Two... It's an excuse and it's a lazy, yeah, yeah, horrible yeah. excuse to try and stop cars. It's a ridiculous thing to blame on terrorism because it's generic. It's a bit like saying, I'll tell you one thing, uh, I think uh, we should have a policy, chop everyone's legs off because terrorists walk. Yes. They use their yeah, legs. Right. True. You know, right. let's chop everybody. Or, 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 say, or say the banned pedestrians from you any can't part of the say cars town. are responsible for well, terrorism. And this is the, especially now when people are relying on deliveries, especially yeah. older people and vulnerable yeah. people. They need people to, via van drivers right. going to their home. I know. It's absolutely extraordinary. It's but they've obviously, somebody has clearly found a loophole in the law because what it means is they don't actually have to pass any new bylaws. They're simply using the current <sighs> traffic act which allows for anti-terror, um, you know, like you've seen the bridges in London now and the various other parts like Borough Market. Mm. You've got pr protection against somebody driving a truck bomb. Yes. And that's fair enough because, yeah. you know, in London you have to be prepared. But not in Bath, for heaven's sake. I mean, it's... nobody is going to go, yeah. I know, here's what the next front line of, of, of our kind of, you know, jihad is going to be Milsom Street yeah. in Bath. Yeah. Bath, Baghdad, <laughs> Tehran. You know, they all <laughs> really roll at the same kind really, of terrorist hotbed. I mean, it's just biggest belief. But, but, but again, it, it feeds into this whole kind of, you know, ridiculous mentality that Mark Drakeford suffers from, these, these kind of little dictators who get a little bit of power and they think, oh, I know what we can do. Yeah. And suddenly, before you know it, they've literally taken over your city. Yeah. And it's not the same anymore. Well, I mean, you're a cyclist. And you're a very sensible cyclist, and we, you know you and <laughs> I won't. You won't. We, you and I won't agree on everything. But you always say to me, you know, look, people who cycle have no more rights than anybody else. Of course not. And, and you have to make everybody live together in the same environment. Well, exactly. You can't suddenly go right because you've got a bike, you can do that, but you can't do it because you're in a car. Well, it's just it's ridiculous. Breeding more division, and we've mm. already got enough of that, haven't we? We certainly have. I think it should be group hugs. Oh, we're not allowed. No, you're not allowed to, <gasps> even if you're in the same family. Good. I hate <laughs> apparently. <laughs>
Uh, first of all, they say you are COVID deniers because mm. you are... There's a huge difference. There's more than a huge difference. The two are not... The, no, but they've the, changed... Being the, sceptical about lockdown no, they've so changed nothing the to do with denying... No, COVID. but they've cha- he, and he is responsible for moving the, the, the dialogue. Change the goalposts, Because yeah. it was lockdown sceptics that he was against. Mm. Suddenly, this weekend passed, he writes a piece for The Observer calling us lockdown... Uh, sorry, COVID deniers. Yeah. Which is a very different thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's totally unrelated. We are not COVID deniers. Neil O'Brien is completely over the top. I, I assume... He seems I, to be a bit out of control and hysterical. I know. I can yeah, only exactly. assume he thinks yeah. that this sort of manic attachment and promotion of the government policy, lockdowns forever, they really, really work. Mm. That's what my boss Boris says. I can only think that he feels this will advance his political mm. career. Well, do you know I, he's I've known. got bad news for, for him because they're going to look at this guy and say, we can't give him a cabinet job. No. He's hysterical. He's hysterical. Yeah. Well, you know, he's known in the party because he's not that well liked by everybody in the party as Matt Hancock's house elf. Yeah. Oh, so well, he supposedly, uh, yeah. when, when it was asked, is he, uh, is, is he visible uh, from Matt Hancock's backside? The answer was no. But I, he's know, so I far up it uh, that you can't see him. <laughs> I don't think any elected representative of the people in Parliament, any MP, be they a cabinet minister or, or like Neil O'Brien, an, uh, an obscure backbencher, uh, should be behaving like this. They should be people who encourage sensible debate. Yeah. It's a I mean, debate how are you going to, to feel if you're one of his constituents, right, and you're, uh, uh, you've got a pub business and you'd like to know when you can open it again and you write him a polite letter, what are you going to get back? You're a COVID yeah. denier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a scumbag. This, I'm not talking is, to you. There's, there's, a plight, there's a sensible debate to be had here. It's yeah. the b- debate that is so utterly called for. He's very quick on Twitter with responses to particular questions, if he feels like responding. He's clearly got a team of researchers Mm. who are on Mm. the case Mm. all the time. Now, my next question to him is going to be, who's paying for them? Is it coming out of Tory party coffers? Is it coming out of government funds? Is it coming out of public money? Mm. Is it coming out of your salary? Who is paying for all of this work to be done? Neil O'Brien advance. I'm going to have a very close look at his expenses pretty soon as well. Because normally what you can find with most of these MPs is as soon as you start nosing about in their expenses, they start to get a bit quiet. Good. Well, I mean, the thing is, if he is actually Matt Hancock's house elf, surely he should be isolating with Mr Hancock. Well, he may well get the ping. Mm. You never let's know. hope he gets a very big ping yes. and well, has to stay isolated should, uh, up Matt's think, bottom forever. Yeah, <laughs> I think he should look out for a lot well, of I pings. I think Nutty Neil is a very good contender. Yes, I think mm. he's good. Yeah. In fact, you may well have given the contender to Mark Drakeford that uh, that was required. He, that, he could even beat Mark Drakeford. He could. Oh, no, no mean feat. I don't, no mean no, feet. I don't know it's about possible. that. I think I've got this one in the bag. Okay, okay Dawn, you're third okay, on my yes. last one is I change a pace. Because we can't just do politics all the time, can we? Tempted as it is. This is the Met Office. Oh, yes. Mm, Lovely. Now, you know, they're doing a pretty good job at the moment. But what has really got me this week is the naming of storms. Yes. We're having Storm Christoph. 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 Yes. Why why can't they have Storm John? Well, this is the thing. Why (laughs) are they all such stupid names? It's always foreign, isn't it? It sounds like some sort of, like... French count, or at the very worst, some sort of hipster off the streets of Hoxton strolling over here with a sort of like a you know a trendy roll-up yes. cigarette. Also, when you meet what people can't... in Hoxton called Christoph, they're normally not actually Christoph no, no, at no, all. No, no. You know, it's actually Jerry O'Brien Chris. from Acme. Yeah, Chris. but we've we've had I mean you know Barbara, Doris, yeah. Fleur, Gavin, Minnie. I mean, who? Look, if you're going to have a scary storm, and this one right. sounds quite scary, it's going to dump God knows how many inches of rain on the country, etc., etc. Why, why 
Why don't you give it a proper name? Why not call it Spike or yes. something? Yeah, or... Stig. Yeah. Stig of the Dump. Stig. Something like That's that. That's not very scary, Mike. <laughs> Stig's not very no, scary, no, 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 you're right. No, 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 but what about, I mean, I, 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 mean, I, I lived in uh, America when we had the whole kind of hurricanes being named. Mm. And Hurricane Gloria. Well, Hurricane they started Ka- it. Hurricane Katrina. Yeah, well, why I mean, who can forget? Them? Also, who can forget Hurricane Katrina, which yeah. completely dumped yes. New Orleans, Orleans yeah. under, underwater for, for months on end. Hurricane Gloria, I remember. Um, here's here's an, uh, an example of my idiocy, right? Hurricane Gloria happened around about, I think, the sort of early 80s, early to kind of mid-80s, right? And I was living at the time uh, in New York with my then-girlfriend, and we had a car. We decided it would be a great idea, after Hurricane Gloria had hit Long Island, to go for a drive in Long right. Island. See the devastation. Okay. See the devastation. Mm-hmm. And, of course, what it we was soon realised, one, get- <laughs> it was devastation, but also, two, there were no traffic lights working, and we ended up crossing <laughs> this boulevard, which was about three <laughs> lanes each way, <laughs> And, and and literally go, just going for it because I was like, well, we just have to go for it. <laughs> Cars coming at us. I was like, this wasn't a very good idea, really, was it? We couldn't get back across the thing. We had to take another detour to get all the way back. So my advice to anyone in a hurricane is never go for a drive to see the devastation. No, absolutely. Um, but, you know, I don't even know why we have to name them. Why well, do we just have to Atlantic name them? Well, it's an American thing. They yeah. started it. So, of course, everything the Americans do, we have to copy in the end. Mm. Does that mean we're going to elect a really, really old prime minister? <laughs> yeah, almost certainly. <laughs> you know, but Christ actually, Ken Clark, you might be Oh, you get old Heseltide. Yeah, yeah, you love know? it. You, old can, you, can, you can suggest names to the Met Office if you're so inclined. So you could suggest Stig if you wanted to. Yeah, I can only think of rude ones. Um, and, but there is one coming up that might work slightly better. It is a bit scarier. Go on. Storm Julia. Oh, that could be that could be a problem. Yeah, yeah. Another another one for Neil O'Brien to look <laughs> that at. One, it, that one really will be yeah, catastrophic. That will be <laughs> catastrophic. Absolutely right. Now, my number three uh, is, I'm afraid, that old chestnut, the BBC. Uh, oh. We had them last week, and I can't remember why exactly, but they'd done something ridiculous last week. This week, um, my reason for putting them in is a bloke called Ken McQuarrie, who I think I used oh, yeah. to know. Now, Ken McQuarrie used to be in charge of BBC Scotland which is a massive organisation, huge headquarters, a big cube-like building on the uh, banks of the Clyde in Glasgow. In addition, they've got offices in Edinburgh, Aberdeen, Stirling, any other town you want to think of in, in, uh, in Scotland. Massive organisation, right? Now, Ken Macquarie was head of BBC Scotland. He then was made head of regions or something like that. Something useless. Um, paid £330,000 a year, right? Um, but as I said a couple of weeks ago, you never leave the BBC, right? They don't no. fire you. Uh, but when you retire, they find you something else to do. Mm-hmm. Guess what they found for Ken Macquarie to do, right? Um, he's going to be executive sponsor safeguarding impartiality. Yeah, 325000 a year. Right? Yeah. So a bit like you, when you were the very highly paid editrix of the Daily oh, Star. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So highly paid. It's almost like they would have said to you, look, we're sorry, Dawn, um, we're going to make you retire. But what you can do is go and work over in this office over here and be in charge of safeguarding mm. and we'll just pay you the same money. Mm. I mean, it was his job. Going, I'm not sure the news was all that impartial last night. Yeah. Thanks, Ken. Here's 325,000 <laughs> yeah, exactly. quid. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, he's clearly it. not very good at it By the way, because talk- it isn't impartial, is it? No, I know. Oh, the BBC is so odd. I was watching their you know, ludicrous three-hour coronavirus special yesterday afternoon. You know, Christ, you must have been bored. Culminating in Matt Hancock's half hour. And... Uh, you know, they, they are on and on and on. Oh, it's terrible. It's awful. It's awful. They're acting as if the, the, a grateful nation 
you know, yearns for its <laughs> fantastic coverage. Yeah. Auntie Beeb with us in our hour yes. of steering Bringing us through Bringing us this the real truth. We love the BBC. From the we front love. line. Yeah, the last, uh, the last poll revealed that the grand total of 6% yeah. of people in Britain think that the BBC is impartial. Yeah, yeah. 94% do not think right. the BBC yeah. is impartial. Yeah. They think it's biased. So they can forget about thinking right. they're Auntie Beeb. Nobody trusts you anymore, no. BBC. Yes. And in order to explain this to them in, in language that they understand, because you know how they always go, and the R rate now is 1.3 to 1.4. That means that for every 10 people, they will infect another 13 to 14. Mm. What this means is that if you're standing in a queue with 10 people, only one of them thinks the BBC is any yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, the deal. Yeah. Over to a hospital where we've got uh, footage of a nurse crying. Yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> there's an overpressed doctor. Oh, 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 it's busy yeah. there. Christ I, alive. I, I, look, I, look, I, I think he's got off to a bit of a flying start, to be honest with you, because he did admit, and this is going to be a shock, boys, mm. I know this, that Remainers outnumbered Brexiteers on Question Time. No. I know. Shocking. Well, listen, uh, that's worth 325,000 quid. Every single penny. Anybody's money. You know, I mean, I could have told them that without even being given <laughs> anything they, got, they get 3.5 billion quid a year. Mm. Uh, you, they've got to get rid of it somehow. And I, they I, still want to lock up people like Dawn's mum for not paying they go their licence fee. And right? she's willing to go down fighting. Good. I, I'm, I'm with her all the way. <laughs> BBC goes on about, oh, God, we're so cash-strapped. We haven't got enough money. Uh, I, I'm not going to name names, but I know uh, one channel chief uh, of a major channel there who was taking over from their predecessor and that channel chief said to the predecessor do you have uh, any advice and the predecessor who was leaving said yeah uh, your toughest job is going to be how to work out how to spend all the money yes well do you know what i heard today that they spend 10 million a year on taxis yeah 10 yeah. Not, million. more than that it's more than that Way over that. Well, way I mean, over that. You know. It was it was nineteen million in the past. Oh, well, they spend an absolute fortune. unbelievable. But they, 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 it's much more than that, Mike. Mm. It really but is. They, they, they offer to get. I mean, you know, for my sins, I've been often the token working class yeah, yeah. middle aged woman that the BBC dates to employ occasionally. That. I know, yeah. but they offer to get your taxi all over the place. Yeah, yeah. It's like literally you're going like five minutes down the road. Yeah, we'll get a taxi. Uh, yeah, that's but media no, culture. Like they won't want you in a car. They hate you walking or making your own way. I can walk. You know, it's good for you. They don't trust that. No, I know. Absolutely I don't shocking. trust that. But yeah, the money, it's, it's, you know, the BBC is swimming in money. Hmm. Swimming in money. You know, what other uh, media organisation could say, oh, you know, this uh, headquarters we've got over in West London, Wood Green, not very fashionable. All the executives had to spend a lot of money getting into the West End for their flashy lunch yes. break dates. Uh, let's move uh, to central London. Well, how much should we spend on this? Uh, oh, a billion quid? Yeah. yeah. Billion and pounds. And that's when they all went to a billion pounds. It's like, well, what about the new East Enders set? How much is that costing? N- not a billion. But no, I know, <laughs> but it's costing a fair few bob, no, I, I think mean, it is, why? yeah. Why? I know. Absolutely extraordinary. Well, so it's going to be hard-pressed to keep the BBC out of the plank of the week uh, every single week, I think. <laughs> yeah. but Kevin, who's your final one? Uh, my final one, uh, by way of a slightly different tack, is Churchill College, Cambridge, yeah, yes. uh, where they have launched a reassessment of, of Winston Churchill's <laughs> views 
recent empire. You were named after so Winston name, Churchill. Churchill. So right, the, the college okay. that is named after Winston Churchill is reassessing his views on race and empire in order to take part in this uh, important endeavour. They've brought in a guy called uh, Kahinda Andrews, who's mm. a professor of black studies at Birmingham City. Oh, I know this guy. Birmingham City University. Yeah. He was the big cheerleader very, for banning um, Royal Britannia yeah. at the last yes, night of the prom. Right. He's also quite active on social media, this guy. I've seen quite a few people get into rounds with him, and you wouldn't be at all surprised to mm. know uh, that he's a bit of a supporter of bringing down a few statues. I was pleased to see, by the way, another good thing, which we don't see the government doing very often, was Robert Jenrick yeah. at the weekend mm. saying that they're going to pass but, a new bill which makes it impossible for names to be changed on streets and for statues to be torn down without proper planning Without a permission. proper process. So it has to be a but proper did you process. you see some of the headlines around that? It was like anti-slave statues are being... Yeah. Uh, slavery statues are being protected. It's like, no... All statues. No, actually, all of them are. All yeah. statues yeah. Yeah. against uh, vandalism. Yeah. It's a good thing. And also, why, you know, I agree with you about that, Mike. The Tories are at last waking up to the fact mm. that there's been a kind of cultural revolution going yeah. on underneath yeah. their very noses. This woke stuff, the Black Lives and Matter stuff. And they've been trying to They should it. never have allowed it to go this far. Because what on racist. earth were they doing, basically, allowing those demonstrations in Whitehall, the defacing of Winston yeah. Churchill's statue, this statue coming down in Bristol. Mm. What on earth was this government doing, yeah. basically letting and it let's happen? Face it, as we all predicted, actually, or I certainly did, um, you know, it's all gone away now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah, not it anywhere quiet, near yeah. the top yeah. of anybody's agenda yeah. anymore. This must be the year mm. where the woke nonsense is stamped out. How, how many poor black kids growing up in some horrible estate somewhere did that actually help? I know. Not one. Not one. Not Absolutely one. not. Yeah, and that's very exactly. true. Well... Here we are. We've got nine. Um, oh, gosh, that was quick. I know. Well, it feels like it was quick, but actually we've been doing this for about 45 minutes already. Blimey. Now, um, I'm going to give you my three, so you can pick, Dawn, from mm-hmm. which one you want. Matt Hancock, Bath and North East Somerset Council, and the BBC. I, I, look, I'm sorry. I just It's not even an irrational hatred anymore. It's just a pure, outstanding hatred of Matt Hancock. Matt Hancock. I, I, I just think, just isolate forever. <laughs> Good rugby player, though. Well, no, apparently not. There's <laughs> a lot of time well, he's catching COVID. Yeah, the only thing he yeah. was cannabis. Don't put him in a scrum. No, yeah, absolutely. And Matt Hancock is shooing absolutely okay. every week for me. Kevin, give us your three. I'll pick one. Uh, Joe Biden, uh, Neil O'Brien, the Tory MP, and uh, finally Churchill College, Cambridge. I think Neil O'Brien's got to be in there, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. You know, I, think it's, I mean, regardless of what we may think about Joe Biden, it's a bit unfair making him plank of the week. Um, given well, that's that what I'm all about. about I, mean, I know. I know. It's one of the things we love about you. And would he know? <laughs> uh, well, would he even realise? By the time he gets the <laughs> telegram. Even if, we, if he's sitting here and we told him, he wouldn't realise. Yeah, I know. That's I'll tell you what's interesting, actually, about Joe Biden is that he was very doddery on the campaign he's trail. not so doddery now, But he? Yeah. He, as soon as he, he looked like he was winning, he suddenly was less doddery. Well, yeah. I wonder if he was Do using that. Do you think it's a that. cunning plan? Well, it could be. Mm. I don't know. But as mm. some people have pointed out, he held rallies that nobody went to. Yeah. Um, he made speeches that very few people actually listened to. Mm. Um, he's now going to have an inauguration that nobody's going to be at. Yeah. Um, and he's had the biggest vote, apparently, in the history of time. Yeah. Mm. There's something quite wrong with that picture. He's only 102, so there we, we are. wish him all the best. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dawn, your three for Kevin to pick one. Right, OK, Kev. Right, we have Mark Drayford. Sage and the Met Office. Uh, well, all good candidates, particularly right, Sage, uh, but you know who I'm going it's for. Be, it is Mr. Mark Drakeford. Oh, oh, this is going to be tough. So it's Mark Drakeford, Matt Hancock and Neil O'Brien. What a triumvirate. Yeah. I was going to say, you'd be an utter idiocy. A hat trick oh, my of God, you wouldn't want to be locked losers. in a room. <laughs> yeah. 
Mm. It's going to be difficult, but I, I would, I'm leaning towards Drakeford only because he specifically has prevented yeah. the vaccine from being rolled yeah, out, and, and yeah. it's which is actually to, a lot worse. Absolutely, it is. He's also trying yeah. to act as if the vaccine rollout is a disaster, and yeah. it's yeah. not, and it's not what the nation and needs. And also trying to trying to make out that his plan is actually a good plan, when yeah. it's clearly the most yeah. ridiculous plan well, he could end heard. up with blood on his hands, basically. Well, he without, could. Without sounding like sage, he's yeah. killing people. But I, yeah. but, so I would tend to agree. It's a narrow uh, victory. It's a close-run thing, but I do think Drakeford just nudges yes. Neil O'Brien. Yeah. I think Neil O'Brien number two, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And Hancock, hapless Hancock, number three. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think that rounds it all off yeah. rather well. Yeah. Well, there we are. Mark Drakeford, First Minister uh, of Wales, is now the first plank of the week, I think, from Wales this year so well done to Dawn I don't think it'll be the last time I don't think it'll be the last thank you Kevin O'Sullivan uh, we'll see you next week say hello to a new era of mental health care Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100% online You'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.